Hello, and welcome to Yoga for the Revolution, a show about self-care in the age of resistance. You may be wondering, where's my intro music? We'll get there. When you're into this show, we're going to take a look back at the episode that started this wild podcast journey. Let's remember why we're here. We're here to survive. We're here to fight for the betterment of our own lives and the lives of those around us. And so we're going to go back and talk about the stress response and how we can breathe our way through to the other side of shitty news. But before we dive in, I'm going to ask you for a favor. Over the last year, we've talked about tigers and tweets. We've talked about the Bhagavad Gita, the yamas, the doshas, the chakras, riding the wave of emotion, whether it's anger, disappointment, frustration, exhaustion. We've talked about Buddhism and activism and feminism. And maybe more than anything, we've talked about the breath. We've had conversations with Florence Ion about tech and meditation, Lindsay Kellner about 360 degree wellness, and of course, your girl Booney about hashtag yoga so white. We've talked about the dangers of trends in yoga. I've showed you my hand. You know how I feel about politics and rainbow smoothies. So what do you want to hear about next? I'm opening the doors. I'm opening the proverbial phone lines. I'm putting a big block of cheese in the lobby. I want this show to be of service to you. Tell me what you're interested in hearing about by going to the site at yogafortherevolution.org and click the contact link. Or you can leave me a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash yoga for the revolution. DM me on Twitter at Y underscore F underscore T underscore R, or even find me on Instagram. Without further ado, let's talk about the stress response and breathing basics, just as relevant today as it was a year ago. To celebrate this anniversary, I'll be sipping champagne, having birthday cake, and I will be sure to keep breathing and... You know the rest. Hello and welcome to Yoga for the Revolution. Today we'll be talking about tigers and tweets and holding your breath. Uh, Yoga for the Revolution is a show about self-care in the age of resistance. And what does that mean? So... Basically, uh, what I've noticed is that since the election, uh, most of us, most people I know are incredibly fraught, frustrated, and overwhelmed. And that overwhelm is beginning to affect our nervous systems and affect the way we are in the world. So uh, I think what's important to know is that this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. We have a long way to go to fight this fight. And there's no real reason for us to burn out. And I don't, I don't want us to burn out. I want us to keep being able to support the people that need support, to march when we need to march, to write when we need to write. Um, but I also want us to be able to take a break when we need to take a break and to breathe. Because if we go full force and we go full out and we do not take care of ourselves and we do not take care of each other, um, we, 
we won't be able to continue the fight for as long as we'll need to. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to talk about really simple tools that anyone can use at any time um, to really bring us back to center, to keep us focused, to allow us to live to fight another day, basically. Um, You don't have to know any yoga. You don't have to buy any equipment. You don't need a fancy sports bra. You don't need any lycra. I mean, you you don't need to do anything. All you'll need is your body, your mind, your intention, and your breath. Today, I'm going to start talking a little bit about the nervous system um, and really the science behind why this is also important, um, why maintenance and self-care is important. Self-care has gotten a little bit of a reputation for being a little woo-woo and being a little luxury item, right? Um, You're going to pamper yourself with some self-care, but at the end of the day, it's really a survival technique that is vital to, you know, keeping us going. So the nervous system, um, I'm going to use an example uh, as an homage to my teacher uh, who taught me the importance of the stress response and yogic breathing. I'll put up a link on my site to her work so that you can follow her and learn from her wisdom as well. Um, But this is a, a distillation of some of the things she has taught me about the nervous system. So the fight or flight uh, is a basic primal instinct, and it's not controlled by discernment or decision-making. You are, for example, in a jungle and you see a tiger. What happens? Your body instantly prepares to either fight or flee. Uh, What's happened is there's a trigger, right, that that trigger, the tiger, for example, triggers the autonomic nervous system. You breathe quicker. You have more shallow breaths to get more oxygen into the body. Your heart rate is elevated. Your blood pressure is elevated. Um, The blood moves into your major, major muscle groups. And that happens really strongly, which is sometimes why when you're freaked out, you can feel shaky or unsteady. The blood moves away from your extremities into the core of the body. That's where the expression, when someone's scared, they say uh, they look white as a ghost because the blood drains out of the face and the extremities. Your digestion stops. So what does that mean? That means when your body is using a lot of energy to digest your meal and then you need to run away or you need to fight, your body isn't going to say, well, hold on, tiger. I need to you know, finish digesting my Shake Shack. It's going to stop that whole process. So either um, you know, if you're really scared, you can eliminate everything from your system so that your body can really focus on survival, or you just stop digesting until your nervous system comes back into balance and you can start digesting again. Uh, Your pupils dilate so that you can see better. And adrenaline pumps through your whole body. And that happens whether you're seeing a scary movie or whether you're really in the jungle. So this is what I think is really key. Um, Your body doesn't know the difference between 
the threat of a tiger or the perceived threat of your Twitter feed. I know recently for me, every morning I wake up and I look at my Twitter and I'm like, oh, oh, and that, oh, God, and that, oh, uh. Meanwhile, my body is having a stress response as if I am being immediately threatened. Now, I'm not saying the things that are happening in the world aren't threatening because I think that they are. What I am saying is I don't need to flee in that moment. My body doesn't need to immediately bring all my blood into the core of my body. I don't need to have an elevated heart rate. I don't need to stop digesting. I need to breathe and just, you know, like absorb the information, right? I'm sitting at my computer or I'm laying in bed looking at Twitter. I'm not under attack in a very immediate physical way. And yet my body doesn't know the difference. So your brain knows the difference, but your body doesn't. So you're having a chemical reaction that is putting you in, into fight or flight. So what happens? You have shallow breath, your heart rate's elevated, your blood pressure is high, your extremities stop receiving circulation, your pupils dilate. And if you don't come down from that, you have elevated blood pressure all the time. Your digestion doesn't function properly. Your eyes get tired because they're constantly dilated. You're constantly in battle and your body is trying to help you. It's doing what it knows how to do in order to protect you and save you from that threat. And yet here we are sitting at our computer, you know, just reading the news and we're under attack. The body really feels under attack. So a lot of ailments can come from that. Skin disorders, digestive disorders, adrenal fatigue, burnout. All of that comes from being in a constant state of stress. The good news is that our body is made to come back to homeostasis, to come back to balance. So when the threat is over, you hide in a cave or run away from the tiger or whatever happens, um, your parasympathetic nervous system kicks in and it reverses all of that stuff. It lowers the heart rate. It lowers the blood pressure. Everything comes back to normal. The problem is we are constantly inundated with news and events and conversations with our friends and things in our social media feed and what's on the television and it doesn't stop and we don't give our bodies the opportunity to come back into balance every tweet has the capacity to send us into fight or flight from which we never quite come down and this can Obviously, again, skin disorders, digestive problems, problems with your vision, chronic anxiety, and burnout. So the good news is we can reverse that. Um, we can stave off those chronic reactions simply by breathing. So what does that mean? So yes, we're all breathing. We're all breathing all the time. Of course, we're all breathing. If we weren't breathing, we wouldn't be alive. But we're breathing as if we're a 
hiding in a closet from a monster, which is, right? You're like breathing really shallow and you're breathing really quiet and your body is in this, you know, state of fear. So we can reverse everything that's going on with the autonomic nervous system, trigger the parasympathetic nervous system by breathing as if we were already calm. If you breathe as if you're calm, your body then says, oh, I guess I don't have to pump adrenaline through the body. I don't have to have such high blood pressure right now. I can start to digest the food in the belly right now. I can let the eyes relax in the head. All of that comes from breathing. So it's a... it's a great trick. It's <laughs> and we're so lucky that we have these tools. So what I'm going to do now is stop with um, the science-y part and uh, the chatty part and get a little bit more into the practice itself. So how do you breathe in order to come back to balance? The first thing I'll ask you to do is get grounded. Find a space where you can move your body a little bit, be still. Um, It's wonderful if you can find a space that's private and quiet and away from input, but you can also breathe everywhere. Obviously you can do this on the subway. You can do this on your desk at work. Um, You can do it hiding in the bathroom whatever, whatever works for you, you can breathe. So wherever you are right now, let's practice. Find your feet on the floor. So even if you're sitting in a desk chair, move your body forward in the seat so that you can have a long spine and allow your feet to plant on the floor. Imagine old school roller skates. If you remember those, they had four wheels and take a moment, maybe even close your eyes and find kind of the four corners of your feet where those wheels of the roller skates would be if you had them on and just plant those into the ground. If you're sitting find your sits bones. Sits bones is a yoga word. It is not any correct word for any part of the anatomy. It's your pelvis. It's your butt. Sit your butt on a seat somewhere and allow your spine to grow out of your pelvic bowl and let your crown reach towards the ceiling. So the goal here with a long spine is to give the organs in your body room and to give your lungs specifically enough room to fully expand and contract. When we're bent over at our like normal computer posture, the organs are all crunched together. And it's more challenging to breathe. And we end up breathing a little bit more shallowly in the upper chest. So for a full breath, it's wonderful to stand or to sit with your rib cage balanced right on top of your pelvic girdle. Breathe normally. Just breathe. Don't change anything. Don't think too hard. 
Just breathe. To begin, take a deep breath in through the nose and sigh it out. Deep breath in. Sigh it out. One last time. This time, breathe in. Bring your shoulders up to your ears. Maybe even squeeze your eyes shut. Squeeze your face shut. Breathe in. And then exhale. Let it all out. Let it go. Let it go. Breathe normally. Next, we're going to get a little more control of the breath. What that will look like is that we'll breathe in to the count of five, as if you're sipping air in through the nose. Then you'll hold your breath just for two counts and exhale slowly on the count of seven. So you can, we'll be exhaling through the nose or through pursed lips, but it's not um, after you hold your breath and then you release and you go, ah, you let it all go. It's not one big rush of air. Instead, it'll be a slow, controlled exhale for just a little bit longer than the inhale. And I'll do the counting for you. So you have your seat, your feet are planted, focus is internal. Take a deep breath in for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Inhale, one, two, three, four, five, and hold. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One more. In, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and release. Return to your normal breath. You may have noticed that was really easy. You may have noticed that was a challenge. Either way, it's okay. Um, If you thought it was easy and you were bored, then this becomes less a practice about breathing and counting and more a practice um, about focus and attention. If you found it hard to exhale for that long, then exhale on a count of six or inhale on a count of four and exhale on a count of five. The numbers don't matter quite as much. The goal is to breathe slowly with control, hold, and exhale just a little bit longer than the inhale. You can remain with this breath, or if you feel coordinated, we'll add some body awareness. So your lungs are three-dimensional, and breath can be big. Um, What can often happen, and those of you who have yoga practice and or have practiced pranayam, which is a fancy word for breathing, um, (laughs) you already know this. But a refresher never hurts. 
uh, for those of you new to the practice, when you go to take a deep inhale, do it for just, you know, with no body awareness, just take a deep breath in. What you might notice is you breathe into your chest, you puff up your chest. It's almost as if when you're a little kid and you say, I'm going to hold my breath and you take a deep breath in, your chest puffs out, your cheeks puff out and you hold. Full breath, deep and complete breath is a breath in which we want to use the full capacity of lungs in three dimensions, low and high. So the diaphragm begins and is attached to your lower ribs. So when you breathe fully, um, your belly will expand a little bit on the inhale and contract a little bit on the exhale. So let's start there. Once again, find your seat, adjust yourself if you need to, or if you're standing on the subway, you know, plant your feet, use those four corners of the feet to be grounded and start with your hand or simply your awareness on your low belly. So low belly is right underneath your belly button. The goal will be to breathe in and expand the low belly and we'll breathe into the low belly for five, hold and exhale on seven. When you exhale, you'll be contracting the belly, bringing the belly back in towards the spine. And for now, that's all we'll do. We'll just practice that a few times. Feet are grounded, hand on the low belly. Breathing in, two, three, four, five, hold, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Inhale into the low belly, four, five, hold, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Inhale, belly expands, four, five, and hold. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Release. Release control of the breath. Come back to your normal breath. So for some of you, that's easier than others. That's fine. Just remember it's all practice. Now bring your hands or your awareness to your lower ribs. So you can do this either by bringing your elbows out to the sides and your fingers on your rib cage, or you could cross your arms in front of you so that your right fingertips touch your left side body and left fingertips touch right side body. This is where you'll feel perhaps the most movement. As you inhale, you'll feel the sides of the body expanding outwards, right? Expanding to the sides of the room you're in or whatever space you're in. And we'll do some practice there. We'll feel the rib cage expand on the inhale for five, hold for two, and exhale for seven. <sighs> Breathing in. One, two, 
three, four, five. Hold. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Inhale. Rib cage expands. Hold. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. And return to normal breath. Now bring your hands right underneath your collarbone. The lungs actually go all the way up to your collarbone. So you can either bring your fingers right below or right above your collarbone or your awareness, depending on uh, your circumstances and comfort level. So we're going to do the same thing here. Imagine if you could direct the breath right underneath your fingers. And the goal here is to feel the expansion of the lungs in this part of the body. Breathing in up to the collarbones, breathing in one, two, three, four, five, hold, exhale. Inhale, hold, exhale. Inhale, hold, exhale. And release. Return to your normal breath. Come back to your normal breathing, releasing control, and take another moment to reset yourself if you need to shake it off, bring awareness back into your feet, adjust what you need to. Now we're going to put it all together, belly, ribs, upper chest. We're going to focus less on the counting here and just more on body awareness. So what that might feel like is we're going to breathe into the belly, ribs, upper chest, Hold for a beat, and then exhale, chest, ribs, and belly. Before we begin, I will say, if you haven't done this practice before, you might find it really challenging, especially on the exhale, to coordinate that kind of movement. In yoga, um, it is often said that most people are reverse breathers. Um, I... Feel especially for this exercise, um, we're not becoming professional breathers, right? We're not becoming professional yogis and pranayam practitioners. Um, I think really what's important is the focus and the effect on the nervous system of the breath itself. And this is a, simply a tool in that practice. So we'll begin breathing into the low belly, ribs, upper chest, and hold. Exhale, chest, ribs, low belly. Breathing in, belly expands, 
Ribs expand, upper chest, and hold. Exhale, chest, ribs, low belly. Breathing in, belly, ribs, upper chest. Hold it there. And exhale, chest, ribs, and belly. Breathing in. Hold, exhale. Breathing into the belly, upper chest, hold, exhale. One more time, breathing into the belly, ribs, upper chest, and exhale, chest, ribs, low belly. Exhale all the air out and release control of the breath. Let it go. If your eyes are closed, open them slowly. Come back to wherever you are. These are really the simplest breathing techniques. You can do them anywhere. The goal is to bring your body back into balance. The goal is to counteract the autonomic nervous system to bring your blood pressure down, to bring your heart rate back down, to bring you back into homeostasis so that you can continue on. And again, you can do this anywhere, anytime. Please take this with you. Until next time, keep breathing and live to fight another day.